This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. And hour number two of the Labor Show with Jadock and Krause, the John Doherty Hour, as we roll on on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Great opening hour, J-Doc. Shout out to uh, the brass from DC 33 for uh, joining us and uh, getting some really good, candid uh, conversation uh, with the team. It was great to be back, as you mentioned, in that opening hour. Uh, and as we've talked about off uh, offline, uh, just great to be back live. And of course, great to be back live uh, with the John Doherty Hour. Doc, my good friend, uh, too long, brother. How are you? Welcome in. Uh, a lot of ground to cover here on this NFL Wild Card Weekend, uh, but great to be back here live with the John Doherty Hour uh, as part of the Labor Show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Happy New Year, guys. Man, I did miss you too. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I was just going to say the same thing to you, John. We miss you, and, and Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, this is our first broadcast back, and so much going on. One of the things I know you had sentiments um, in regards to those who lost their lives and the first responders in that fire. This is our first uh, broadcast back, and I know you wanted to, uh, you know, send your, your your sentiments to everybody. Yeah, we had. Uh, I mean, this has been a rough, you know, couple of weeks, and uh, the fire that they had, okay, in in North Philly up there in Fairmount. Uh, one of the children who lost their lives was a student at the Philadelphia Electrical Technology School. Oh. And, uh, and he not only lost his own life, but his mom and some siblings. And, you know, and I know, you know, the leadership over there, it starts with my daughter, Erin, but I know all the other kids there. And we just had taken the student government out the Capitol Grill to eat lunch. That is such a cool thing. You know, the school has been buzzing. Now, you know, this just paralyzes the whole school because, you know, the kid who was a really good young man, you know, with a bright future and, you know, and you just think about it. You know, how many times people talk about, you know, just things simple like, you know, fire safety around a Christmas tree and, you know, on a reef and things like that. And to hear that, you know, that tragedy, you know, not only took off and, you know, affected and, 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 uh, so many people died, but I mean, affected the lives of so many people in the area who were their friends and neighbors. And, you know, I, it's nice that the people are, you know, are rallying around. It's just terrible that it occurred. And I know that, you know, Irvin and, you know, the leadership at the charter school has been rocked by it. And I actually sent her a late night text last night just to make sure she was okay because, I mean, everything's so personal with her with them kids. So many of them kids don't have much other than at school and them teachers and limited family, you know, and uh, I just kept on telling somebody, I, I guess it's it's so much easier, you know, to communicate with, you know, working class people and poor people because that's basically where it came from. And 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 when I when I talk to these kids, you know, it's I almost have a better lunch hour, you know, showing up and talking about their futures than I do with all these power brokers in the city of Philadelphia who, who I used to spend a lot of time with and, you know, now I realize I probably wasted a lot of lunch hours. You know what, John? When we talk about this tragedy, and I know um, it hits home, but, it, you know, it reminds me, I mean, when you think about the, what a devastating tragedy it was, you remember probably better than everybody what happened at One Meridian. 
and mm-hmm. uh, that uh, tragic fire there that, where uh, several of our firefighters lost their lives. I happened to be working on that. You know, we went over and put the nets on, um, and it was we were you know so because of the you know the devastation to the building. We had to go up in, in an elevator in the building next to it, and then they cut through. And we, but we had to walk up like the last 12 floors. And we saw the header beams and, you know, I mean, massive beams that were literally twisted. And you, you, you imagine what, what those firefighters went through. And then you think about Wayne Miller and what he's fighting for on a daily basis um, that you have uh, – talk to him about and you're also where, where, where you want to make sure that these things don't happen again and, and then when you think about this fire we lost almost twice the amount of people in this house fire that we did on that high-rise building fire neither was any less tragic they both were but it's what you know you and 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 wayne and all of our uh our building trades leadership have been in fighting uh, to prevent for ages well, let, let me tell you, too many people are paralyzed by politics in this town. And, you know, we used to have a really, really good relationship with the Philadelphia Fire Department. Every holiday, we would get together and we'd talk about safety and we talk about how to light a tray up. And, you know, we talk about time frames to put them up, keep them littered, and take them down. You know, we did things like that. And then, uh, of course, you know, we, we spent a lot of time on our own. Actually, when Mayor Kenny was a councilman, we cleaned up alleys and redid alley lights. And we also changed smoke detectors. Now, you know the story, and I don't like to say it too much, but many a time we would walk into a house to change a smoke detector and wind up doing everything. You know, change a, you know, change a, put a dedicated outlet, you know, if we, if we saw something was overloaded or, you know, you know if, you're, if, if you don't know better, okay. And again, you know, I, I, I was raised in a poor atmosphere, okay, great atmosphere, no, I, I wouldn't have given it back for anything, but it was a poor atmosphere. Okay? And you don't know better. You don't bring people in. If you got like 19 plugs, you buy one of them multi-outlet to right. plug them into the wall, right? But, you know, especially during the holiday season, they're not right. And at Local 98, we would go in, we would fix things like that. You know, many a time, you know, somebody's refrigerator was broke and they had a ton of kids, we'd just go out and buy them a refrigerator. You know? And I mean, that's just... That's just the stuff that we did. Then, then you know, one person leaks a story, and then it becomes a political thing, and then people want to know why, and then, then, you, and then it, believe it or not, you just stop doing it. And that's why, and, and that's the, the part of the politics, you know, that people, you know, in this town are so paralyzed with. But you know, I know the local. I know uh, you know Mark Lynch and and all the guys. You know, and remember Mark, who is the new business manager of Local Ninety Eight, came out of the you know, apprentice training education field. He was the safety director during the pandemic. He did a tremendous job. Uh, he'll be have a great focus on safety. And I know they, they have a van that they're looking to upgrade. You know, we've done, we've done it all over the place from Norristown to Center City where, you know, we just load them up with smoke detectors and our kids go out on any given day or evening, you know, and just make sure that, you know, the places that we go, we'll stop on the street and knock on the door and make sure their smoke detectors are working. But I know that'll become more valuable. I've had some good conversation with Mayor Kenny about trying to reenact that, starting in some of, you know, the areas that are highlighted by, you know, it could be someone stops for a gas man or something along that lines and, you know, lose a note that they might need, 
no smoke taken care of. And we do that. And Wayne Miller, in a much bigger way, a much bigger way, has been fighting a battle all across the country, okay, uh, for sprinklers. And, you know, it looks like a reach for work, but it's not. So it's a, a critical life safety element, especially in these multifamily dwellings, you know. But there's a tremendous amount of, when, you know, these residential units when, you know, we just, our zoning boards are so important, you know, and again, you know, we had an argument a few weeks ago over what the zoning board should be made up of. And my argument, again, is always put practical people in play, people who understand that. And, again, you want, to, you want to go back to a practical point of view. I was the chairman of the Redevelopment Authority for the eight years under John Street. We did, you know, we did the convention center without a hitch. We did the eminent domains that are usually, you know, so sensitive. We didn't have issues. We took care of families. We built things. We built them under fair wages and, you know, good benefits. One of the things I'm most proud about, almost every new unit, you know, primarily the ones at Fourth and Washington, you know, which lived, you know, uh, lived right down the street from where I, you know, was born and raised, right across the street from the Mowers Museum. Um, and the Desmond family grew up there, and there was tons of people, and they, you know, they worked in the construction industry. So when we renovated them, and the Redevelopment Authority was responsible for that, the day we had the grand opening, we didn't make a big deal of the ribbon cuttings or the politics of it. We made sure that we had explanations of every item in that house and how to use it, both in English and Spanish. For example, like, you know, I run the electricians union. You know, we have the high-tech industry, okay? But there's, there's many a time in my life I had to either lead on Aaron, you know, or Tyra to, to help me with the, you know, the modern thermostat or, or, or the new TV or something like that you know, where, where they would help me. So I figured, hey, look, if I had problems programming certain things, could you imagine a person, you know, in, in uh, assisted living who's, or, or, you know, a, a low-income housing unit who really hasn't had anything like that in their life all of a sudden, you know, be given it, given it? So, you know, we made a point, not just for the longevity of, you know, the facility or, or the item, but for the safety of the family. Yep. And, it, and there's so many times that, you know, practical things, you know, and one of the, the things with, you know, Jim Kenny's a mayor in a really tough environment these days. You know, John Street was a mayor that no one gave credit to, but both of them had common sense. And the both of them understood, you know, simple things. And, uh, and they allowed union people to, you know, put their, their uh, skills to work. And that's one of the reasons why I supported both of them. John Doherty Hour here live on a Saturday night. Great to be back live with John here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Busy show in front of us on the other side of our first commercial break. Michael Bradley, director of Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day Parade, uh, will bring us to the bottom of the hour. And then at 7.30, J-Doc, uh, Brian McGlinchey, senior advisor for McCarter and English Attorneys at Law in Delaware, will join us. He'll be with us and joined uh, along with John by Colin O'Mara, CEO of the National Wildlife Federation. Uh, interesting conversation. That will take place uh, from 7.30 to about 7.48 to 7.50. And then before we get out of here uh, at the very end of the hour, because it'll be a quick hour, just a little bit of Eagles football from Philly's biggest fan uh, before we say goodnight. That coming up at the top of the hour. We'll take our first commercial break on the John Doherty Hour. Back in a moment. 
Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Back here live on the John Doherty Hour as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A lot of ground to cover uh, here on the John Doherty Hour. It always goes by so quickly. Uh, Michael Bradley, as advertised, director of Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day uh, Parade. John is going to join you now. We'll cover uh, what we can cover. Uh, about the uh, upcoming parade, and then we'll roll into the second half of the show again. Colin O'Mara, Brian McGlinchey joining us. Action-packed for our live return. Johnny Doc. Yeah, Mike Bradley's just a great guy. I happen to be with him earlier today. We lost another long-term Local 98 member, Frank Cunningham. We were up in Drexel Hall for a funeral mass today, and Mike's just a gentleman. His wife's a, you know, a sweetie. But he does an unbelievable job. He's a, he's a union contractor. He puts in tiles, floors, and et cetera. But he's a better human being, and he's an awesome parade director. And people have no idea how special the Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day Parade is. It's the second largest parade, the second largest running parade in the history of parades. I think it's just uh, Savannah, Georgia. It's the only one that might be a little bigger than us. But it, it, it gets a great turnout. It's one of the unbelievable honors I had being, you know, the Grand Marshal of that parade. And uh, Mike just does a really good job. And uh, he puts the TV piece together. He puts the parade piece together. He's got a lot of good support and a lot of good friends. And whenever you put about 25 Irish people in a room, you know, every now and then with a couple drinks in them, we don't always agree. And so he's got a couple of words. And, and on any given day, he'll tell you he, he's wanted to quit. But he's never quit, and the parade keeps getting better. And I'm looking forward to, you know, a wide-open parade, you know, especially hoping this pandemic. It's an open-air parade. It's spread out well. You know, it's easily, you're easily uh, distanced from, your, from the person next to you unless it's family. So, Mike, welcome aboard. Looking forward to a new parade. And come on, tell us we're going to have one, please. Well, thank you. But first, I need to say what, how blessed I am to have John Doherty as a friend. I've, I have a lot of friends. Obviously, we're going to run a parade that you, you get to know a lot of people. But I can tell you right up at the top is John Doherty and Seely, And I am so blessed to have them as friends. And I can't thank you enough for all you've done for the Philadelphia Irish community, the Philadelphia area, and everything that you've done. So, John, thank you. Thank you. So, Mike, what do we got for this year? Do we, are we, are we, uh, what's, what's the outlook on the parade? Well, it's interesting. It's going to be Sunday, March 13th, and it's really kind of neat because it's going to be our 250th parade. And the fact is that we had it two years ago, and we obviously lost it due to COVID, and that last year we had to cancel. So we're waiting two and a half years, and we're going to have a great celebration of our heritage, faith, family, and friends. So we are so excited to do this. We're blessed to have the Irish community, the labor unions, the, the bands. Um, we, we're, we're actually lucky because we draw from a huge area, we're from the tri-state area. We have labor unions. We have dance groups. We have Irish 
organizations, but we, everyone's welcome. So we are just thrilled to have this. It, it's such a tradition in, in, in our city, and, and, um, but it, and, and we're fortunate to have it. But you also have talked about you know, precautions um, to, to ensure um, that everybody has a great and, and, and safe experience. Talk about that, uh, if you will. It's interesting because it changes constantly. And the fact is we want everybody to be safe. But the fact that it's being outside, I think it's much safer. We have kids from dance schools from all over. And I happen to be the chairman of the board for the Delaware County Catholic uh, Elementary Schools. So very aware of our situation of having all these children together um, on buses. And and the fact is that they're going to wear a mask on the way down. And we are going to celebrate without masks on the park, on our parade route. And we are going to be so excited to celebrate our Catholic faith, our heritage, and a great Irish tradition. And, and, and that's, a, that's a big deal. Uh, when obviously, uh, you know, our, you know it, I, with a name like Doherty myself, um, you know, it's been to the parade many times. It's, a, you know, it's, uh, you know the, to, to celebrate our heritage. Um, what your commitment to, 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 the, to, the, uh, to the tradition and, and, and upholding it, Mike, um, where did that come from? Well, my family's from Ireland, so my, both my, all my grandparents are from Ireland. But the fact is that when I, I meet people from all over, um, I happen to live in Harrowtown, so I'm very aware of the Delaware County groups, but I got to know John and the Second Streeters and their traditions, and then the people from the Northeast and their traditions and the people from New Jersey. So I feel like I am so honored to, to be, have the, the, I guess the uh, honor of being the parade director. But this year, my son's going to be the parade director, Colin, because I'm going to be the grand marshal. But the fact is that you have to uphold these traditions and you have to understand the legacy and the people that we are representing for all these years, the people that passed and the people that are coming up. And one of the things I learned about running a parade is that every parade has to be special because this year it's going to be someone's first parade and it's going to be someone's last parade. And I can't tell you how many funerals, and John will tell you this because we were both at one today, and the pictures are there of that. how many families, like they, the pictures from the St. Patrick's Day parade are ingrained into their heritage and their like their legacy of their family and how much it means to people. It doesn't mean that they're Irish or Italian or Greek or whatever. The fact is that they are um, from Philadelphia area and they are celebrating their roots. And, And what does it mean to be the grand marshal this year? It's the biggest honor that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And in 2012, when John was the Grand Marshal, I can never be prouder than a Grand Marshal. John was the epitome of a Grand Marshal. He was at every event. I never saw anyone so happy. And I literally felt like I was the Grand Marshal that day. So I don't think that it's an honor for me. I think it's an honor for all the people I represent and all the people that came before me. And one of the things I want to do is invite all the grand marshals that marched before me, their families, if they passed away, to join me that day. Because it's not about me. It's about all of us. It's our heritage, our religion, our faith. And, and, and by the way, thank you so much for what you do, man. I mean, you're, 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 you're the torch holder, and, and we really appreciate it. 
Um, you do a fantastic job, and obviously, congratulations on. J Doc, I want to do one. I, I, I got to tell you, to Michael Bradley, director of Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day Parade. He just showed up on the John Doherty Hour Absolutely. with a mic drop. You know what a mic drop is? I have an idea. Boom. <laughs> Delivered the message, hammered it home, every word convincing, powerful, meaningful, and then, ex- and then exit stage left. Michael Bradley, great stuff tonight. Uh, appreciate your words um, and appreciate the way you started the interview. Um, with your reference to John Seeley uh, and your entire relationship uh, as well. So I appreciate you very much for coming on the John Doherty Hour. Thank you so much. I am blessed to know John. To call John Doherty a friend is the greatest honor of my life. I am absolutely, I can't say, words can't, I, I just can't say enough about John. All the good things he does for people and he doesn't want anybody to know about it. He needs everybody needs to know all the good things John Docker does for people. And Mike, we He's all one feel of the, the same way. Human beings. We all feel the same way. Ditto. No question about it. Uh, good stuff for Michael. So thank Bradley. you for everything you guys do. Our pleasure. Awesome. Sunday, March thirteenth, the two hundred and fiftieth, the Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day parade. Great stuff from Michael Bradley joining us here live on the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to a commercial break. On the other side, Brian McGlinchey, Colin O'Mara, and John. Back in a moment. This edition of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steamfitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on The Labor Show, this is the John Doherty Hours. We come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good convo, Jay Doc, in the last segment with Michael Bradley, director of Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day Parade, Sunday, March 13th, the 250th. Great that it is on the agenda, it is on the schedule, and as we get much closer to the date here on the John Doherty Hour, the, we're going to cover that more than, than most in the of city, course. of course. Uh, look forward uh, to that as well, so really, really good stuff. Brian McGlinchey, Senior Advisor for McCarter and English Attorneys at Law in Delaware, um, is expected to join us. Colin O'Mara, the CEO of the National Wildlife Federation, a pro-labor valued energy consultant, uh, to the president. President Biden uh, is with us as well, John Doherty, and build back better the plan. What does it mean? Uh, what do, What are the dollars? What does it mean in terms of infrastructure projects? Those are some, that's some of the ground we want to cover uh, with our next guests. There are two things you mentioned that are really close to your heart and my heart. One, your commercial right before we came back on, the All-Star Labor Classic, that's right around the corner. That is something special that the Philadelphia Building Trades and the President Ryan Boyer and all the, the guys announced this week and our, you know, our great voice box and a PR guy, Frank Keel, has done another fabulous job because I must have seen it a hundred times across social media. So, you know, I want to thank Frank again for doing a great job. That is a great cause. We've done it for years. Multi-million dollars we raised, you know, for people with challenges. The parade, you know, 250 years, no better person to put, you know, as the, the honorary grand marshal than Mike Bradley on the 250th. 
because he's dedicated his life to the Irish community. And the Today Must Be Good Guy show, because Mike Bradley is legitimately a nice guy. I don't know anybody, even when he argues with him, he doesn't raise his voice. But I have to tell you, Brian McGlinchey might be the nicest guy I've ever seen. Okay, and then when you realize that he has as much drag, as much contact, he is not just a politico. Okay, he is a personal friend of President Biden. He's been a friend of the Biden family. He's a friend of the Irish community. He's respected nationally in the Democratic Party. But if you, if you talk to enough Republicans, they'll tell you, just a nice guy. They know him because the Irish is usually a bipartisan event, and he's involved with all the Irish issues, too. So you start to have the Grand Marshal of the 250th Parade, okay, and maybe the closest Irish guy to President Biden that I know, okay, and they're both nice people, and they both took the time out to get on, you know, uh, wild card weekend with all the things going on in their lives to take a Saturday night and join us on this radio show. Now you know why it's probably, and and has been for a little bit now, the most listened-to show, you know, on talk radio around this time during the weekends. So, you know, we got great people. we we got a great show. And, you know, of course, Krause and Joe Doc. And, you know, Krause just coming off of, you know, keeping an awful lot of people warm during this cold winter. And, you know, I just want to send my my big boys out to him, too. But I can't wait to hear my, you know, Brian. He's just a nice guy with a tremendous amount of drag. And and a lot of good, you know, a lot of goodwill. He's just a good Let's guy. Let's bring him into the show on that introduction. Brian McGlinchey joining us here on the John Doherty Hour, live on this Saturday night here on Talk. Gentlemen, how are we? I was, I was trying to figure out who John was describing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> honestly, uh, John, uh, we're going to have to talk offline about uh, a consulting gig for introing me to to any future. Uh, um, media appearances. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't actually introduce you to the nicest guy that I know, literally, literally like a brother to me. And, uh, but before I do, I want to thank John for his uh, leadership, um, both at the local and national level in terms of what he's done uh, to build union market share in the city of uh, brotherly love for 13 years. I wore a different hat uh, before I came to the firm. I worked for the Laborers International Union North America uh, in the Eastern region, uh, where I was the director of government affairs. And prior to that, uh, I worked for then Senator Biden, handled uh, labor issues, which is when I first met in a professional capacity, John and and Pat Gillespie and and, uh, Pat Eiding and so many other great, great people. Uh, in Philadelphia, and uh, I would be um, uh, stoned if I didn't mention my uh, brothers in the Laborers Union and congratulate Ryan on becoming head of the uh, Philadelphia Building and Construction Trades, which is a uh, not only a political force, um, which obviously the, the media loves to amplify, but it, we know it to be an economic driver. Uh, and it's a job creator. And I talk about all the incredible things that the building trades have done uh, for charitable endeavors uh, in terms of pre-apprenticeship and opening up apprenticeship opportunities 
to communities of color, to middle-class families, and that was all under the leadership of John. And uh, John, uh, we think of you all the time, and I just would not would be remiss if I didn't say that. Uh, obviously, me and my family pray for you. You uh, you've been through an awful lot on a personal level, and uh, we in the Philadelphia area love you and we respect you. And uh, your leadership has been responsible for uh, improving the lives of thousands of middle class families in the Delaware Valley. Um, so I hope I got well, you, you back with that. Uh, uh, but, you did, but I, I uh, it, wanted to make sure name, that, that I said that. Uh, you mentioned a name that I don't get a chance to, to talk about too much, and that's Pat Gillespie. You know, he, he has been my mentor. Everybody has one. He was mine. You know, I tried to model almost everything I did after him. You know, the way he treated people, the way that he was involved with everything. You know, he, you know and he did it with a much... Uh, less, you know, uh, operation than I had. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for Pac and I know he's a dear friend of yours. Hey, and he you sure know, I, can't take, I can't take uh, a moment without talking about not only myself, but the people at Local 98, the guys that work with me. Just so you know, the labor management reporting, as, as Brian knows, you know, not only from, you know, his role in government, but his role with the laborers. That is the document in which we submit all our numbers. Well, the IBW has a gigantic presence in Canada. It has gigantic presence in Canada. It has a gigantic presence in the IBW, and it's in Puerto Rico all the time, and the linemen work as many hours as they want because by the time they get done rewiring, okay, that country, there's another tornado, and they have to go back and do it again. So the IBW is gigantic in Canada, America, in all the big cities, and in Puerto Rico. Do you know that the most fiscally responsible union in the IBW, okay, who has the greatest number of assets and the least number, okay, of liabilities is Local 98 as documented. So from a business perspective, there's not a union, okay, and why am I proud of it? You know, I, you know, I retired recently, okay, you know, it's not a surprise to some have been discussing it. You know, the, the activities that occurred, you know, down in the court system, you know, accelerated a little bit, you know, and out of my respect for the industry, it was time for them to move aside. And I'm cool with that. But I left it. The number one ran business, the IBW, across the whole area, across the whole America, across Canada. And, and the amount of money, okay, that I left on hand up there is more than the city of Philadelphia has on hand. So from a business perspective, I appreciate the words, but you don't establish that type of economic engine. And, you know, it's not a political thing. And of course, we've elected tons of people and we spent tons of money as well documented and, and basically persecuted for it. But from a, from a philanthropic standpoint or from a business, I'll put it up against any company. If we ran the newspapers, they wouldn't have had 10 different owners and had to cut benefits 100 times. If we ran that hospital up on board and raised, that'd still be open. You know, I can tell you one story after another in the labor movement, and one of the people, one of the reasons I love you is because you do it in such a casual manner. You are a legitimate nice guy. You are a quiet guy. And when you speak, people listen. 
and I am so proud that you understand what we do. And you put us right up there, the labor movement, the Philadelphia Building Trades, Local 98, okay, with any business that you come across. And, you know, we, of course, we won't let you down. And, you know, what I appreciate all your supports and prayers. And, you know, I tell people, I'm fine. Just keep Celia on the prayer list. You know, she's doing well, thank God. She's 25 feet from me. She knows I'm on the radio show. She knows who I was talking about tonight. You know, but again, you know, uh, there's some difficult days there. But, you know, uh, she's the, you know, when I talk about tough guys, she's the legitimate tough guy. You know, and the rest of the stuff I do. Look, the way I look at life is that if you don't like this one, you'll hate the next one. And we'd like to ask Brian if he also would introduce the gentleman um, that he was talking about at the beginning of, of his segment. Sure, sure. I'd be, I'd be happy to. Uh, the gentleman uh, who I like to recall uh, or, or, or call my, my, uh, my Irish brother is... Uh, Colin O'Mara. Colin uh, came to my attention when Jack Markell became governor. Uh, and uh, I was uh, informed that our our version of the Environmental Protection Agency at the state level in Delaware is called the Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Control, DENREC. And uh, DENREC was uh, usually known for being a uh, regulatory enforcement agency uh, in the punitive sense, um, and uh, had a long track record of that. And uh, this young 20-something kid was coming from San Jose, and, of course, I have a, a cousin out there by the name of Sean O'Malley, surprised, and I asked him to, to vet this young man that was coming to work for the governor. And uh, he came back with a five-star rating from San Jose, and he said, you know, you know, cuz, you won't believe this. This guy, you know, is, is the real deal. And, uh, I got to know him, uh, work alongside of him with, with every firm from keeping, uh, the refinery open, uh, actually reopening refinery, uh, saw how he, he dealt firsthand with general presidents, with local union presidents, uh, everything to, uh, implementing weatherization and brownfield programs, uh, uh, the amazing things he did uh, across our state, uh, turning um, industrial wasteland into thriving economic areas. And he was our greatest job creator under Governor Markell, uh, somebody from the environmental side. And we forged an alliance in Delaware called uh, Delawareans for Economic and Environmental Development, sort of a microcosm of uh, the Blue-Green uh, Alliance, where we had people from development and land use communities, engineers, uh, building and construction trades, uh, land use attorneys, you know, architects, you name it, builders, contractors, and developers all at the table, uh, tackling our tough unified development code and, and uh, trying to uh, get across to lawmakers cogent economic, economic arguments on things like the Transportation Trust Fund and and all the kind of things that we face in this whole tri-state area. And our greatest ally was Colin O'Mara. Um, and Colin uh, went on to become head of the National uh, Wildlife Federation, um, the nation's largest uh, environmental organization, and uh, took on a very prominent role in the infrastructure uh, policy 
for the Biden campaign. He was very good friends with my late friend, uh, Bo Biden, and uh, former classmate and, and dear friend of mine. And uh, uh, Bo recognized, just like Jack did, uh, the amazing uh, intellect uh, uh, and willingness to take on the tough fights uh, that Colin did. And uh, frankly, there's going to be bigger and better things in his enormously bright future. And I'm just uh, delighted to introduce him to you and your audience tonight because he's the real deal. And he has stood with working people every step of the way. One quick story, which you guys will really appreciate. Uh, We had this amazing uh, energy partnership. And John, I know you'll appreciate this and and some of your, your listeners And uh, I went to Colin with responsible contracting language that mandated uh, union apprenticeship standards. And without batting an eye, he got together with uh, State Senator Harris McDowell, who's our longest-serving elected official in the uh, state of Delaware, who co-founded our uh, environmental uh, utility, uh, sustainable energy utility and, uh, to do work under that program in the state of Delaware, uh, you have to be, uh, have a certified, uh, federally approved apprenticeship program. So with that, I'm going to introduce you to Colin. And I, the only other thing I'll say about Colin is like us, he, uh, married up, uh, his wife, Chris is unbelievable. Was a, uh, senior policy advisor to the first lady, uh, Michelle Obama. And uh, in her own right, is uh, is seen often on MSNBC. So, with that, I'd like to introduce your audience to uh, Colin O'Mara. Colin, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks, Joe, and thanks, thanks, John. It's an honor to be with y'all. And like, you know, Brian's going to make me blush for the phone. I thought I was too old for that, but he, uh, you know, I, I got I got no better better family than uh, than the McGlinchies, and they, they've been a god since the minute I uh, I joined the great state of Delaware. So, it's an honor to be with y'all tonight. Uh, it, it's 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 great to have you. Certainly, we have. There's so much going on with you know with the infrastructure bill. So much, you know. We're so appreciative to have everybody uh, on on the broadcast. Um, especially, it, it seems like it's the second half. Of the broadcast. show's over already, dude. What do you mean? Well, I'm, the point is, I'm listening. to Everybody just enjoying the, the convo, and I look up at the clock. We're out of time, brother. Hold, hold on. This is an Irish theme. Second, you know, a second hour of the broadcast. Um, talk about you know what you're doing right now, Colin. That's that's um, it's really some big stuff, especially as related to um, you know the, the infrastructure bill and, and and a lot of those things going on. Yeah, look, I mean, I think you know the president didn't get the credit that he deserved for passing the most significant infrastructure package since you know FDR, right? I mean, and if you look at the package, you know, the five five hundred fifty billion dollars. You can see the building trades fingerprints all over it, right? IBWs, Lyuna, UAs, you know, every, I mean, I mean, the fingerprints of the building trades, right, are in every part. I mean, and, and Pennsylvania comes out huge, right? I mean, getting, you know, $11 billion for roads and $1.6 for bridges and, like, SEPTA and, like, packet, like, $2.8 billion. I mean, the, the amount of money for, like, electric vehicle charging station, grid upgrades, you know, tens of billions of dollars for those two programs. And, 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 and at the same time, we still got more to do. And, and right now, when I mean, we're spending a lot of time with Senator Manchin, um, you know, and thank God for the, the mine workers that have been pushing on, you know, on him and the AFL and the building trades back in West Virginia. But there's a whole bunch of additional things that are going to help folks in the building, you know, carbon capture technology, hydrogen, trying to keep some of the nuclear plants online on the other side of the river. 
you know, the black lung, black lung disease. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the second package. But it's amazing to me if folks have talked about infrastructure for 40 years. President Biden gets it done, and nobody's talking about it. And it's going to yeah, put no, a ton of folks to work. You're going to... You're 100% right. He does not get the credit that he absolutely deserves. We, I, I, will, I will ask you one question. Uh, they're talking about four hydrogen hubs. Uh, and and uh, what are the shots that we're going to get one um, in our neck of the woods, northeast uh, area? Yeah, so I think we've got to get our act together. Um, I think there's a, there's a package already pretty well put together in, in New Mexico. Um, there's another one in, in Louisiana. Um, there's one that they're working on right now in, in kind of the Intermountain West up north in like Wyoming and those kind of places have a lot of storage capacity. Um, and there's, there's another proposal that's in kind of Appalachia kind of and in kind of the Ohio River Valley area. I think we could get one of the four. We worked really hard. Brian and I both worked hard behind the scenes. It says at least four in the uh, legislation, so they can do more than four. But I'd love to work with you all and get it and make sure that one happens in, you know, kind of between Philly and in Wilmington. Because I think between, like, the, the Sunoco facility, you know, kind of the pipeline infrastructure we already have, we got water, we got gas, we got a whole bunch of options to do either blue or green hydrogen or a combination of both. Um, I want to make sure one of those lands here because that could be, you know, billions of dollars of investment and tons Absolutely. of jobs. Absolutely. And we have some labor leaders right now uh, chomping at the bit to get to, to uh, hit the ground running on it. So, we have, minutes, you know. as you know, um, you know, I, you know, we're, 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 ready you know we're, we're ready to start working and doing whatever it takes to help you and, and, and obviously the president make that happen colin o'mara brian mcglinchey joining us uh, on the john doherty hour here on talk radio 1210 wpht johnny doc uh two minutes and 30 seconds until we punch the clock uh on another show tonight you want last word you want me to go around the horn now go around the horn see what everybody thinks about the eagles the bar yeah, I love it. Well, Colin, Brian, you picking birds over Tampa Bay tomorrow? Oh, look, anytime you can beat, anytime you can beat, it's a good day. If I, if I want to continue living here in this area, I'm picking the birds. I'm, this house is rooting for the birds. <laughs> I'm going birds. Birds well, by look, and look, and, 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 one point. And there's nothing better. And I want my bill. My, I grew up in Syracuse. I want my bills to beat, you know, <laughs> beat Bill. Oh, yeah, we're working there. And I, want, and I want Brady to lose tomorrow, right? Like, that would be a perfect weekend if both Belichick and Brady lose in the same weekend. Right, right, Colin. We're talking infrastructure and all that, but here we – let's talk about the really important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles – you know what? I'd love to see, uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously wind and all those things and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, our running game pick up. It would be fantastic. Um, we'll see what happens. We'd like to be uh, – we, 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 we'd, we'd like to be uh, Tom Brady's – uh, kryptonite, uh, if we could. <laughs> All right, good stuff tonight here big on the John Doherty Hour. Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith, big game tomorrow. Absolutely. Colin O'Mara and Brian McGlinchey, our special guest here on the John Doherty Hour, uh, would love to uh, Do this at again. some point uh, start at the top of the hour and really create uh, an opportunity to have more conversation about that. Colin, thank you so much. Brian, uh, appreciate you jumping on Look forward uh, to being back well. again with my, with our friends. God, God bless and, uh, each of you and all the families that are out there in this new year, and uh, look forward to it. Thank all you. All right, great, uh, great stuff. Tell the from... president we said hi, Brian. You got it, buddy. Take care. Have a good one. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Again, Brian McGlinchey, the senior advisor for McCarter and English Attorneys at Law in 
Delaware, Colin O'Mara, CEO of the National Wildlife Federation. Uh, good dialogue with him, Jay Doc, as well. Uh, certainly we'll look to uh, have uh, both guests uh, join John Doherty, and we'll do that again. Great to be back here live on a Saturday night with the John uh, Doherty Hour. Uh, Doc, I got 30 seconds, and then I got to say goodbye, brother. Yeah, I, I got the birds in a tight game. I think Devontae Smith has a big game. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be high scoring despite the bad weather they're expecting down there. And, uh, you know, what would you, else would you expect from me? Absolutely. Well, I'll leave you with this, my good friend. At uh, 8.01 tonight when we punch off and J-Doc rolls out of the studio, my car is loaded. It's loaded with coats that were donated by IBEW98. And we will hit the streets tonight with coats and sleeping bags. Um, And again, uh, continue to change the lives of so many people, John, that you'll never know. Um, Blessed, my friend, uh, as someone on this this show already said, uh, to have you as a friend. Well done. Great stuff. Nice to have you back here live, sir. Ditto. Go get him, Joe. All right, good stuff from the John Doherty Hour. That's going to do it for this edition uh, of the John Doherty Hour. On behalf of Johnny Doc, on behalf of uh, Jay Doc, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.